Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. Sitting over there, I have the one and only Jay Hill, Jenny. She's making goofy faces. She thinks this is a video cast. It's not. <laughs> Jenny, this is a podcast. People can't see you. Just knock it off. This is like our 15th show. You should know by now. I am Greg Datmeyer. We are a couple of instructional coaches in Iowa. And since the two of us are together and I'm sniffling, this is the Instructional Coaching Corner, the podcast. Jenny, how's it going today? It is going great. Spring is here. The weather's finally beautiful. So it's awesome. How's your day? I've been doing pretty good. I'm still trying to kick this cold. It so, just keeps lingering, doesn't it? Yeah. What I do is like it's I'll like drug myself a little bit and then <laughs> I feel really loopy. But my cold feels fine, and then it kind of wears off, and then I get sniffly like I am right now. But I don't want to drug myself yet because then, like, people will be like, "What is he talking about?" And actually, as don't I say you that, think they, they, they probably, probably already think that. that all the time. <laughs> man, they're like, "Man, Greg's taking cold medicine all the time." <laughs> guys, always on cold medicine. Okay, guys, the truth finally came out. Greg, I'm so glad you finally admitted that. Yeah, we 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 <laughs> buy stock in in Nyquil, Dayquil, Benadryl. Anything that will help with the uh, congested head. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully it gets better soon. Yeah, and when that's the case, you're not very happy. I know, I know, but we get to talk about happiness today. We do. Jenny, you're a pretty successful person. You're an instructional coach. You have a nice home. You have three lovely kids, a nice husband, a car. By all means, you're you're a very successful person, so you must just be rock star happy all the time because you have all the stuff. You you achieve success. Yeah, you know the funny thing about that, Greg, is that I, I the success did not bring my happiness. You were happy before you had all that I stuff. I was. I was. No way. And you know what? The Western Dubuque District has just put it over the top with me being happy with. All of the things that they're putting into place for us. Because now you know why you're happy. I do. Jenny, you know what? Yeah. That is a great point. You know why it is tough to say that success is what leads to happiness? Is because, let's say you're working really hard and you finally get that new house and it's like, yes, I'm happy. Eventually, the bar moves. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to be, you're going to want something else to be happy. And it's just going to keep moving and you might be happy for a little bit. But, like, your general happiness is not going to really be changed for the long haul by success alone. I agree 100%. Which is very counter to our American culture, where it's like you watch ads and the television and the YouTube ads that pop up that you try to skip. It all says, like, buy this and you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. You're right. And it that... that part kind of scares me as far as raising kids these days that they think by having things that that makes them happy but how important the job is to make sure that they realize that no we need to we need to focus on what makes us happy and and how can we be happy and then you know if we happen to get one of those things that we really want that we see on tv it just makes it all makes it a little sweeter but that it's not about buying things and purchasing things and having materialistic things to be happy Exactly. And something that makes me think about is we almost need to take a step back Mm -hmm. and realize like it's not about having stuff. It's not about achieving 
things that make you happy. And right now we're stuck in a place, I like to call it like chronological snobs, where we feel that our generation is always much smarter than the ones that came before us. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Like, yeah. hey, yeah, we're smarter than the people who lived in the 1800s because blah, blah, blah. Well, the truth is, at the time, they probably thought the same thing about the previous generation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're in a place where it's like, no, people, it's it's not about all this stuff. It's about being happy. And then that's going to lead to success. Exactly. So some of you might be wondering why we're talking about this if you're just tuning in for this podcast. Um, this is actually part three. Correct. Of part three. Go part check three those of other our, ones out. Uh, happiness advantage um, podcast series and two podcasts ago we had Rick Colpitz our superintendent from Western Dubuque schools on and he shared with us why our district has decided to bring the happiness advantage training into our district and you know as we talked with Mr. Colpitz a lot of what we had talked about was how this training wasn't, you know, it wasn't curriculum based. It wasn't about something that we were going to take back and, you know, implement tomorrow as far as curriculum goes. But this training has had a huge impact on many staff members at a personal level and at a professional level. Um, and so this is part three. The last podcast, we talked about the orange frog parable. We in the Iowa swamp. In the Iowa swamp. And uh, so if you, if you didn't have a chance to listen to those two, I would highly recommend, you know, maybe jumping back to those and, and kind of getting the, the heads up on, on what we're going to go in today. But um, Greg, you started to go into what the first principle of the Happiness Advantage book, and I, we should definitely give the shout out to Sean Aker. Sean Aker is the author of the Happiness Advantage book. And all of this work, the Orange Frog Parable, and a lot of the principles that we're going to talk about in these upcoming podcasts come from his work and his studies. And Sean Aker is amazing. And if you haven't read the books, I would highly recommend them. But what we're going to go kind of talk about today is principle one, which, which is, is the happiness advantage, that happiness can make a difference. Absolutely. You know, what's cool is we live in a day and age where science is starting to figure out stuff about happiness. It was always something hard because it's really subjective to the individual. Mm -hmm. However, we're starting to see like through research, et cetera, that happiness does make a difference in how people perform. Mm -hmm. And like a good definition of happiness, I would say would be like positive emotions and a positive mood and outlook for the future. Just a general positive view on things will often be a good definition of happiness according to Sean in the book yeah and you know that is so true we've had many teachers that have tried to bring happiness into the classroom you know they've always done it but before giving a student a test or before you know something important that students have to complete having them thinking think about something that makes them happy or today I actually had a teacher tell me that she had her students make the silliest faces that they could make before taking a test and every single one of them performed greater <laughs> thank you for that that was my face. silly face Loved it. it's the best one i had <laughs> um, but all of them performed better and almost doubled their points from last week's assessment and it, it's amazing just by something silly but something that just puts that happiness 
in their brain and in their thinking before they do something important. And research also shows that when we're in a happy state of mind, our brain is way more open to new ideas, it's more creative, and it has better thoughts. When we're in like a negative state of mind, really you have two options. Negative mindset, you have fight or flight. But when you're in a positive mindset, you have all these other options. And I think the tricky thing is like we live in a day and age where really there's not many times we need like fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Maybe if Chuck Norris shows up you and says, hey, I have a beef with you. Yeah, you got two options, fight or flight. <laughs> Option one, fight, not going to end well. Flight, he's going to catch you. What would you do? I'd just be like, Chuck, can I get your autograph? And then he roundhouse <laughs> kicked me in the face and I'd have his boot print there. I'd be like, Snap a picture of that quick and that'd be That'd be great. Well, you could have him autograph because I'm looking at your big Chuck Norris poster right now in your office. I do have a Chuck Norris autograph. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have his autobiography and I I did have him autograph it. Yeah. I'm true story. That's great. I want to see that. And he called me a dear friend. So (laughs) watch it. Is that part true? Watch it, Jenny. (laughs) Send Chuck your way. Well, I will flight. I will. (laughs) I'll run. But yeah, if you're in a positive state you're going to be open to better ideas, more solutions than I'm going to fight or I'm going to flight. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, that kind of goes along with what Sean uh, talked about in the book with Give the Doc a Lollipop. And um, what they did is they gave aspiring doctors different hypothetical patients. And the doctors were in charge of having to diagnose what these patients had. And so they gave some of the doctors a lollipop before they went into the diagnosing process and the other doctors did not have the lollipop. And the amazing thing is that the doctors who were given the lollipop actually diagnosed correctly and faster than those doctors without the lollipop. And so the idea is that that lollipop brought them back to some state of happiness, maybe from when they were younger and were given a lollipop. What just made them happy because they had a lollipop. <laughs> I like lollipops. They make me happy. Think what would happen if they gave them a charm sucker. Do you remember those? I know. Like they were the bigger ones, like they're round and flat. Round and flat. Uh, like they vaguely. weren't like a circle. I am a little uh, bit older than you, Greg. So I know. They, they probably didn't have them in the 70s. But <laughs> <laughs> for those of us who grew up in the 90s, those things were awesome. The charms <laughs> suckers. Well, I'll look for those. Maybe I'll look them up tonight and see what they look like. I don't remember them, though. We had blow pops. I liked getting to the middle and having gum to chew. Oh, no, I'm not a fan of that. Or Tootsie Pops. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Those are good, too. No, don't like them. Oh. Yeah, but think that's insane. They had a lollipop, and they did better. Just because something made them happy or reminded them of happy time in their life. Yep. Amazing. Talk about the the Jello at lunch, because this was another... Uh, story that he brought brings up in the book that is just very interesting. Yes, yeah, so this kind of goes back to what you said about telling kids to think about something happy. Essentially, there's a couple groups of kids. One group of kids they're putting together blocks, building blocks. Were the was the task like build something out of blocks or put something back together? One group had positive thoughts ahead of time. The other did not. And I mean, like, yeah, so Sean kind of says, you're talking about younger kids. So like a positive thought to them, dude, I had jello at lunch. (laughs) 
I would still be that'd be like a positive thought for me still be like think positive jello for lunch but the kids who thought about that at first way outperform the other group of kids isn't that so amazing and i've kind of coined it the fennel effect we have a teacher here who right after the happiness advantages the next day kind of like you were saying with her progress monitoring her kids right before and she just had a little conversation where she's like tell me tell me something that makes you happy what do you what are you excited about and the kid did and her test scores like shot up simply by talking about something that made that kid happy yeah how high leverage is that? It's it's in something so simple. It, it, it's you can't not, even wrap your mind around. You like, can't. It's so simple yet so powerful. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think in today's society too. I mean, we're you look at the news and you look at what kids hear, you know, just at home and and on the news. There's not much positive that is ever talked about, and so. It's amazing to think that just by asking them something that makes them happy can have such a huge effect on their success at school. It's it's insane. I don't. I can't even like. I'm kind of like at a loss for words. Where something so simple has such an impact, and then like thinking like, what what if everyone did this? Mm-hmm. We had a teacher that it was kind of like the lollipop effect, but we had a teacher who gave every student a mint before an assessment. And that test, when she scored the test in grade cam, she found that her overall unit percentage had gone up by 9%. You know, you can't 100% say that it was because they were given that mint before they took the test, but that was the only thing that she had changed about the assessment. She said it was very similar to what they've already taken. So as far as, you know, if it was easier, not the case. They, we know that they performed 9% better just by having that little mint. It's crazy. Further on in the chapter, Sean kind of talks about things you can do to improve your happiness. Mm-hmm. I have them written out here. Did you write them out, Jenny? Did you do your homework? I don't, I, don't have, I don't have to have them written out. I, I know them. Oh, you have them memorized? And I do have the books. Tell me one. Me, so. Meditate. False. Actually, that's true. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> say. It Tell is me, meditate. are you a good meditator? Oh, it's really funny you should ask that. I I have an app on my phone called Calm, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to help you meditate. And I have never successfully made it through 10 minutes of meditation. Do you because, close your eyes when you meditate? Yes, and See, I fall asleep every like, time. Like 20 seconds in, I'm like snoring. I'm like... <laughs> Jason, Jason walked in one night, and my head was against the headboard of the bed. And he goes, what are you doing? My mouth was wide open. Like, I was uh, <laughs> meditating. You're interrupting my meditation. And he's like, what's that noise? And it was the calm, like, rain in the background. So, no, I, I am not a good meditator. Are you? I, I, I you wish, tried it. I wish I could be. <laughs> I wonder, like, I think maybe when my kids are older, I'm not up all night changing twin diapers or listening to my wife change diapers and stuff. <laughs> Way to give her that plug. <laughs> so so I, I hear they're up I, all night. And that, that meditation is definitely it's something I would like to, I mean, I think you have to practice. I don't think from what I understand of really good meditation, you can't just sit down and meditate without practicing. So I definitely think meditation is something that comes after a while. So I'll keep trying. So I'll we're you know. terrible at meditation. <laughs> However, one thing you can do to help you be happy is do something you're good at. Yeah. So 
I enjoy like working with my hands, like building stuff. It puts me in a good mood. makes me happy. Yep. I enjoy playing my guitar. And my guitar is actually at school. So sometimes I'll get it out and I'll just play it during the day. And that doesn't happen very often, but it's just something that calms me. And just like by yourself? Yeah. I'll play with I'll play with the kids when they leave the smart room every once in a while, Just and they'll they'll sing a couple songs with me. But behind oh. your head, <laughs> I wish I were that good. I'm not quite that good. Another thing you could do is exercise. That would make you happier. That's a huge one, and they say even just ten to fifteen minutes a day can make such a huge difference in your mood and your happiness. And I believe that. I mean, when I exercise, even if it is for ten minutes, you just feel better about. Well, I'm going to be pretty happy here starting Monday. Are you going to start exercising? I am signed up for a 10-week program. Okay. Through some Pharaoh's place in Dubuque. Oh, good for you. And <laughs> this Saturday morning, <laughs> we have to go run the mile as like a pretest. Ooh. Have you timed your mile in a while? <laughs> it's going to be the Fat Man Shuffle Mile. It's going to be like a step above a... It's gonna, my legs are going to be walking, but I'm going to move my arms a little quicker so it looks like you're gonna, I'm You're going to feel more. like you're running super fast only to find out that you could be the slowest one there. I, so, Greg, you would still beat me any day. Exercise is a good one. There it is. Another one is to infuse positivity into your surroundings. Talk about like your physical environment. Have things up that make you happy. Quotes, sayings, those types of things. Put them all around you so you're reading them all day long and even just talking to people, giving compliments. and Well, think too. Like you mentioned the news earlier. Yeah. Shut that stuff down. Keep it off. Man, that's yeah. it's just depressing. Yeah. I took, so, so don't have that stuff around you. I took Facebook off my phone and it has been a welcome break from, I mean, I love Facebook. It's a way to keep up with your friends, but sometimes that negativity on there or just the things like the downers on there are tough. And so taking that off my phone has been just a nice break away from that. So definitely turn turn it off for a while. Our curriculum director, Kelly Simon, actually has No Tech Tuesday. And That's so a good idea. isn't that a great idea? So every Tuesday they have no TV, no radio, no phones, no iPods. However, did you hear about the time she cheated on No Tech Tuesday? <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to share that right I'm now. sharing it because she's a, a loyal listener. Yeah. So you she mean was that time so, when she was... So she listened to most of our podcast. She had a couple minutes left. Yeah. And it was No Tech Tuesday and she got home. I guess supposedly she <laughs> snuck away. I don't know if she was like in a closet, like in the garage, but she finished listening for a she couple minutes. She locked herself in a room in her house just to finish the podcast. I would say if you're finishing listening to an ICC podcast on Tech Tuesday, that's okay. As long as it's not more than like two minutes. Exactly. However, it would have been tempting even if there was 10 minutes left. But so, Kelly, thanks for. uh... Thanks for choosing us over your family. (laughs) All right. Anything else that we can do? Yes. Simple changes. You could just walk up and do something nice for someone. (laughs) Random act of kindness. Random act of kindness. I I heard of someone. Just, I, I don't know who it was. Someone in our district said they just like bought like a $20 gift card from like a grocery store and taped it to a gas pump. Isn't that awesome? That is so cool. How cool would that be to be a complete random person? You don't gain anything from it, but you feel so good doing it. Yeah. 
random acts of kindness are kind of my one of my favorite things to do. I don't make it a point. I'm bad about doing one every day because it could be as simple as sending an email to somebody like a like random email to somebody just to say great job or hey hope you have a great day. I'm not like that every day. But when I know that people need to have that kindness, I do feel like I, I do that pretty well. So random acts of kindness are awesome. They're I great. would agree, Jenny. I don't know if you realize this, but like after my family had our twins, like you organized a big random act of kindness for others where like we had more food in our house than our fridge and freezers could hold. <laughs> so that's awesome. You could also send your uh, podcast co-host a a nice email sometimes just thanking him for <laughs> the podcast experience and stuff and just yeah. just saying just a suggestion if you're ever looking for one for those day to days yeah well i'll think about it thanks for the suggestion one final thing i want to say is i think like our best leaders utilize the happiness advantage mm-hmm. it's what makes you a leader instead of a boss dan Absolutely. butler our principal said and i've been bugging him about the, a Pepsi machine at our school instead of a Coke machine. People are like, man, Greg's really got a beef with a Coke machine. That's all <laughs> he talks about. a problem about. with Coke, yeah. I love Coke if I have a headache. It gets it away. But I, I love myself some DMD, which would be Diet Mountain Dew. And I remember talking with Dan. I said, Dan, let's get a Pepsi machine. And this was like the 800th time I've said it. And he's like, you know what? Happiness advantage. If a Pepsi machine's going to make my people happy, we're getting a Pepsi machine. Did you get a Pepsi machine? Not yet. Is it coming? Should be. Really? Better be. He said it in a meeting. Well, if he said it in a meeting, then... It's, go- it's going to happen. But, like, yeah. if leaders have the opportunity to do something little that's going to have mm-hmm. a huge impact on people's morale, do it. Yeah. Because when people's morale is better, they're going to be happier. And we've already talked about how big of a difference a little happiness makes. Yep. I The girls left for school one day, Greg, and I had said to them, girls, I heard that something awesome is going to happen today and they were all like what mom what what's going to happen today what what, what is it and i said i don't know I, I can't tell you you just got to be on the lookout because something awesome is going to happen today and it was crazy how they came home that night gracie was super excited because she got an extra breadstick or something at lunch claire had said mom somebody told me something really nice like somebody had given her a compliment nothing i would have known was going to happen but just making them aware. Because they were look, looking for it. Look for the awesome. Look for the awesome in people. Look for the awesome in things that are happening around you. And it makes you happy. Yeah. Happiness is powerful. You know what else is powerful too, though? What's that? Negativity. If I said, sure. Jenny, you suck. Did you know it would take three positive statements from me to undo that? So that's like the Losada line where mm-hmm. three to one to erase that. And the thing is like, how many more times do we hear the negative than the good? Like we are in a serious negative mm-hmm. to positivity debt right now. I agree. Jenny, you're awesome. You're a nice person and you have a awesome family. There. So forget about the, what I said. Out, yeah, it's yeah, you gone. You just wiped out the fact you said I said. But seriously, Thanks, like yeah. as a whole in society, maybe some workplace, I feel like we have it a little better. I feel like we're certainly taking steps to the opposite of that but like mm-hmm. yeah we hear way more negative i think than positive where we're, we're we're in the red on that i agree anything else on happiness advantage 
I don't think so. I'm excited for the next series now. So this happiness advantage was principle one. So that's kind of it for that. But next time. So uh, those of you predicting, next one is principle number two. Ooh, good thing you clarified that. We didn't jump to three <laughs> or four. Principle two actually goes back to some things that we've already talked about on previous podcasts. And um, principle two is called Mindset Matters. And we'll be recording that one and getting that one out to you soon. And so. we'll take a new twist on that. There will be new information about mindset and so forth. I think we're going to be even better than we mm-hmm. were before. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up the happiness advantage. If you have any thoughts, questions, uh, if you love charm suckers and remember those things from the <laughs> 90s, let us know. Send us some listener mail at our website, www.iccpodcast.com. You'll find our past shows as well as mini cast there. And there's a little button for all sorts of different social media stuff that you can go check out as well. Jenny, will you close us out? Absolutely. As we leave today, ask yourself, what one thing could I do tomorrow that will make me a better version of myself? And then wake up and do it. Because greatness isn't achieved by one event, but instead a series of small, intentional steps. Go be awesome. awesome.